Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you ready? You want the noise brought on you? Because here it comes. What? The noise brought on you? Because here it comes. This is my job. This is the Bob and Jeff Show. This is a sacred moment between a boy and his father. Starring Bob Lutz. Have you, you been around sports? Guard? It's like I'm talking to a guy who just got dropped in from something. How are we supposed to trust uh, your accuracy? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Jeff Lutz. You didn't say anything. You sat there like a bump. I may kill you. Nature versus nurture. Nature always wins. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Strap yourself in and feel the juice. We are back. Hour number two, Bob and Jeff, KFH Radio. Let's get uh, right to it, 869-1240. The IHOP hotline. Dave joins the show. Hello, Dave. Hey, yes. Um, K-State Dave. Talking about Ernie Barrett, you know, what a legend he was. I mean, that was back in my day. And, um, you know, you were talking about the big four K-Staters. Of course, you know, there's Snyder and Ernie Barrett. But I would combine the three together, these three coaches, Tex Winter, Cognitive Simmons, for two years, and then Jack Hartman. Put those three together. The one you're missing, Bob, is the Vince Gibson, who really started K-State football in the late 60s, recruited Lynn Dickey, Steve Grogan, the great Larry Brown for the Washington Redskins. He had a lot of pros. They went to their first bowl game. He started Purple Pride, got their stadium built. Vince Gibson is – and a tough big eight with, with Nebraska and Oklahoma dominating men, Missouri and Colorado toughest nails. Vince Gibson has to be the number four man there, Bob. Disagree. <laughs> Uh, and certainly Cotton Fitzsimmons wasn't around there long enough to, to yeah, be Yeah, just two years. Yeah, he was only there two years. But Tex Wither wasn't there that long either. Jack was was a long one. Hey, also, I know you know this trivia question about Jack Hartman. You know he came from Southern Illinois. And right. they won the NIT, which was a lot more prestigious than what it is now because – they turned down – they were number one that year, and they turned down an NCAA bid. And uh, it was their first year, I think. I think it was their first year as Division One. I. Vince Gibson was – I know who was the All-American and one of the top 50 NBA players of all time that played under Jack Hartman before he came to K-State. Walt Frazier. I know you know it. Uh, Walt Frazier. Vince Gibson was thirty-three and fifty-two during his career at K-State. Yes, sixteen yeah. and forty in the yeah, Big Eight. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to get him into the uh, Mount Rushmore either, Dave. Sorry. All right, but um, who would you think though? 
Well, I know you know this, but who was that great player that played for Jack Hartman? He said, well, he said, Walt Frazier said, Walt Frazier. Very good. And, 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 and and Tex winner was at K state from 1953 to 1968. I mean, your, your K state Dave title is, is in danger of being stripped. (laughs) Well, that was a little before my time. But Wait, yeah, you said Ernie Ernie Barrett was your teams, was in your time. You, I think Jack Hartman went to the Elite Eight more than Tex Winter did. You might well, want to look that up. Tex Winter went to uh, two Final Fours and yeah, a, t- another couple one. of Elite Eights. So uh, I think he's yeah, I quali- he, went to one. he qualifies. Thank you, Dave. Okay. All right, thank you. Why, why right. do you have to be so mean to K-State? Not mean, yeah. I'm just pointing out. Listen, this is how I am. You come with the goods, and you get rewarded. You come with the bads, and you get you get chastised a little bit. That's how life works in my world. Well, that's too bad. You throw Cotton Fitzsimmons into a discussion about K-State's uh, Mount Rushmore, I'm going to let well, you have it. he ha- was combining an I'm era. I'm going to let you have it. He was combining a whole era. That's you give me Vince Gibson in a in a Mount Rushmore discussion at K State. I'm going to let you have it a little bit. I get so excited. Is when, that okay? I get so excited when you say Vince Gibson because I think you might be about to say Vince Gibson. Is that okay? I don't care. And who cares what you your little infatuation with the Eagles and Vince Gill? It borders on. Oh, it's better than Vince Gibson. It borders on being weird. I don't care what it borders well, on. You, when you say Vince Gibson, I think you might say Vince Gill, and I get really excited. That's, That's weird. Yeah. Anybody who drives through and hears that is pulling right out of town. Good. You're a good bad, riddance. You know what you're bad for? The Chamber of Commerce. Because I'm telling you right now. Oh, but I mean to you. If there's somebody in Omaha, Nebraska, driving through here, saying, "Listen, I'm I've, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to find a sports talk show, and the only thing they hear is you saying, when you said Vince Gibson, I thought you were talking about Vince Gill. I didn't say that. And that was really making me excited. Bye, Omahaian. We don't need you. We don't want you. That and was, if and if you live here and you're from here and you have roots here and you don't like it, we'll see you later too." Here's Skinner on the line. Hello, Skinner. Hey, guys. I just chimed in. I was born in Omaha and moved to Wichita, unlike Gail Sarah. Okay, I just caught Dave saying something. Vince Gibson did not take them to their first bowl game. It was Jim Dickey in 80. The Independence, the Independence Bowl. Bowl. Vince Gibson, yeah, Vince Gibson Dave, had one, one winning season at K State. And while I Vince Gibson, like while Vince Gibson, uh, when you get on the toilet, take a crap. What? Now, where I did that come from? Else. What does that mean? Oh, uh, uh, you're kind of cantankerous, Bob. <laughs> that I'll agree with. Go ahead, Skinner. I have no idea. Okay, I just want to ask. So we're doing the Mount Rushmore of K-State? Unofficially, sure. Well, it can be coach or player or anybody. It can be anybody. Anybody in the in a K-State history of athletics. Well, who did Dave mention? Refresh me. Cotton Fitzsimmons. It's not Cotton Fitzsimmons. Bill Snyder. 
Bill Snyder, Bill Ernie Snyder, Barrett, Tex Winter, and, and Jack Barrett. Hartman are my four. What about, uh, okay, I'll just chime in. Rolando Blackman. He was mentioned. He was mentioned. You could make a very strong case for Rolando Blackman, as you could and, for and Mitch Richmond. Even though I am KU Skinner, second fiddle to Pat, I'd mention Willie Murrell. Willie Murrell. Uh, Willie Murrell is not. Aaron. Willie Murrell was a fantastic player. I don't think, and as much as I love him, I think he's uh, arguably the greatest K-State basketball player, arguably. Um, it'd be a tough sell. I think you'd have to, if you look at an athlete, uh, it's hard not to want to include Michael Bishop, in my opinion. Well, let's not forget Steve Fritz. Well, Steve Fritz was a great athlete, no question. I don't think he's quite... To that level, but certainly. Hey, I'm going to sign off and let YouTube bicker. Okay, later. thank you. I mean, there's all those are all good names. Yeah, I, I happen to think that the, the the four would be Snyder, Barrett, Winter, Hartman. That's fine with me. You're not going to get any argument over here. When I uh, attended K State journalism class, they had a summer camp in 1971 I was just through my sophomore year in high school and my journalism teacher who would later kick me out of journalism but that's that's another story for another day if only that had lasted huh nothing go ahead uh she sent me to this camp with two other people from Derby High School and one of my assignments was you had to do a story for some publication that they did that was part of the assignment, and mine was a K-State basketball preview. Wow! In you the got summer lucky. of 1971, so here I traipse into Jack Hartman's office one day, and interview him as a high school, soon-to-be junior. Was he expecting? And you? I, I was as nervous. Yeah, of course he was expecting. No, I just knocked on the door. Come on, man. Well, how how would anyone know that? Because it was part of the camp. Okay, that's basically what I was asking. I got that assignment through the K-State Journalism Department, which ran the camp. Understood. And I went in and interviewed Jack Hartman, and my story appeared in that publication about the K-State basketball program. See, you, you say, I know everything about you, but then this comes out. I've never heard that story before. Well, now you have. Well, why has it taken so long? I don't know. It's it a never good came story. Up. It never came up. Okay. Well, you, I mean, it kind of should should have. I had a great time at that K State journalism camp. Made some friends. Uh, one guy from Omaha, in fact. I haven't never talked to him after good. that. What do you mean, good? You should get him right out of town. With that, re- shut. Be quiet. Hey, did you hear the one about Vince Vaughn? Did that know, get you excited? A little bit, because I, really? I was thinking about Vince Gill. What, what, when you think about Vince Gill, what do you think? I think how he has uh, given us... Given us? Yeah, given us almost, what, seven years now of uh, extra Eagles performances. Are that they we still might... touring? Are they, uh, or is their tour finished? Their Hotel California tour is over. 
What are they doing next? Have uh, they have they announced anything? They have not. But uh, in what in, are the rumors in our Eagles circle? In your in your Eagles circle? Yeah, I am the Eagles. Circle. No, you're not. It's uh, Lisa and Melissa. When they some when they say something, I'll uh, I'll take it as gospel. Anybody else, you included, or Irving Azoff? He's the only other one. Uh, well, what's the what's the word? New tour beginning perhaps in July. Of what? New tour? Uh, what kind of tour? Not a Hotel California But what? Tour. That's all we know. That's all we have. That's all we know? Yeah. That's all we've been alerted to. Who's, where was this announced? It wasn't announced, but it was on talking to people on a message or the Facebook group. So you think that there's a new Eagles tour gonna, that's going to start in July. That's your best guess. Yes. And it's, we're done with the Hotel California tour. And what do you surmise this t- tour to this be? This will be some kind of not going to officially say. Smaller arena? No. Smaller venues? No. This will be not going to officially say it, but kind of a farewell. But we're going to call it like a 50th anniversary type thing. and uh, With the same set list? No. We'll, 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 what, are they, what are they mixing in? We're going to mix in after the thrill is gone. We're going to mix in the Sad Cafe. We're going to mix in Outlaw Man for Deacon Fries. Really? That's what we're going to mix in? Maybe James Dean. And where have you heard all that? I haven't heard any of that. But it's we have to do something different. We can't just... Uh, what about something from the uh, Long Road Out of Eden tour? Well, that'd be beautiful. I don't know if Don can sing Waiting in the Weeds at this stage of his Well, I life. don't know what he's doing out there. I, I, Don Henley we're talking about. Of course. Uh, we'll see. I'd love for them to come to the Orpheum. How are they going to set up on the Orpheum? I don't know. With that huge... Just play an acoustic set. Do an acoustic tour. Why? Then we won't hear Life's Been Good. We won't hear Life in the Fast Lane. I, I like Heartache Tonight. I kind of want to hear those songs. I still enjoy hearing those songs. Yeah, but come on. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. History of the Eagles was fun. Yeah, we'll see. This will be kind of like that. We'll see. We'll see what they do. We will. I'm excited. I'm uh, I'm not holding my breath. But uh, hopefully they do. They haven't said they're done, so that's encouraging. You know what? Would you rather have a tour or a Don Henley book? Yes. Which one would you take? I would take a tour. I don't think I'm quite done with them yet. So if you had the choice, if we, if we tour, I'll never do a book. Uh, you'd take the tour. I think so. Over the book. I think so. You and don't want to read? Oh, I do want to read, but uh, I just don't feel. Let me feel... ask you this. Would you take a tour over a book and a solo tour? Probably. Wow. Are you kidding? A Don Henley solo tour, I'd go, but I would not be fanatical about it. I love, I'm fanatical about Don Henley. I love it. Then why wouldn't you be but fanatical the, uh, the, about the a Eagles, solo tour? The, the Eagles experience, when you've done it 50 times, it's just kind of. It's so in, you'd take that over, it's in the a, blood. over a Henley tour and book. Yeah. And documentary. Why do I need a Don what Henley? What if you get all that? Well, it's possible, but I already have a Don Henley documentary. It's called. History no, of the this Eagles. is just a Don Henley documentary. Well, he's got a book. Why do I need a documentary also? This is uh, 
and this documentary is done by you, you picked the documentarian. Brian Shodor from Wichita North. No, nah, listen, Brian <laughs> would do a great job with it. I'm not saying that, but no, somebody else. I don't know any many documentarians. Uh, tour. Eagles wow. tour. Sorry. What the... Okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> would you take a Don Henley, uh, an Eagles tour over a book by Don Henley, a, a solo tour by Don Henley, and a meet and greet in Wichita with Don Henley. No, I would take the meet and greet and the book and the and There the you go. And you'd get up there with like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, that's all right. If you've ever seen the photo of Jeff with Don Henley. That's not fair. It's not fair to judge by that because there was a shadow behind me. And it was the darkest room ever and the brightest flash ever. So you, it's unfair. It's not like Don's looking GQ-ish in that picture. <laughs> Can't stop laughing. Well, that's rude. Well, suddenly, what do you mean it's rude? It's, it's not fair to judge by that picture. I've seen guys on death row that took a better picture than that. I thought it looked great. I wonder if Henley has that shot. Oh, he has it. Maybe up on a wall somewhere. I would imagine. Wouldn't that be funny? That would be funny. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk K. Uh, not KU. Terry Nooner, former KU player. We'll talk Wichita State women's basketball with Terry Nooner, current Shocker women's basketball coach. He joins the show next. Bob and Jeff right here, KFH. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Magic, the theme. The magical mystery tour from the Beatles. Yeah, I'm surprised that's not last. Oh, don't. Max does the music. Did we do have Magic Man yet? Of course we did. I wonder what will be last. Don't tell me. Don't ruin it for me. It's well, got to be know. a banger. I know what will be last. That's what I'm saying. Don't tell me. I know exactly what will be last. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. Um, I did a mock draft today because uh, I'm going on video next week on channel 12's over the top streaming uh service and we're going to talk about my mock draft and uh, i was really excited about my nfl mock draft never done one before but i did this one and i feel What'd you great say? yeah exactly 
I did a mock, a mock draft. Who cares? Why do I care? I mean, maybe I care. Because you'll be able to see it if you go on the uh, KWCH 12 app. It'll just show you doing a mock draft. Oh, but we'll be talking about it. I'm not going to Who are you doing it with? Uh, whoever is up there. Everett, maybe, or somebody. I don't know. So who's Everett? Everett's one of our online. T- he's a he's like the training director. He does some online. So stuff. you and Everett will be doing perhaps a- Everett. Well, who else would potentially I don't know. do it? I don't know. This idea was just conceived today by you, or it was kicked around. What what can we do for the draft? And that came out. Well, we look forward to it. I'll obviously. give you a sneak preview. I've got C.J. Stroud falling to sixteen. Now, someone will trade up for him at some point. but uh, Why do you have him falling so much? I'm not feeling it. I've read too much about him, all of his uh, red flags, and I don't know. I just I don't see it well, for him. Well, I think teams are so desperate for quarterbacks that there's no way he drops to 16. I know, but if he gets taken at two by the Texans, that's a waste of a pick. We're waiting, uh, awaiting Terry Nooner to call the show. We hope that uh, he does that. We'll see. We would love him to do that. Of course we would. I mean, I set it up. You Apparently know? not with Terry. No, I didn't get. You don't go through the head coach. Uh, I I mentioned to you before or during the break, the Chicago Cubs are eleven and seven, about to be twelve and seven. They're ripping the cover off the ball. Uh, they have hit really well. They they're up on the Dodgers right now, thirteen to nothing, in the eighth inning, and. Uh, they have Drew Smiley on the mound. Actually, it's the bottom of the seventh. Drew Smiley at Wrigley Field with a no-hitter through seven. It might be a perfect game. Uh, no hits, no walks through seven innings. I do not believe there has been an – I don't think there's been an error. Uh, well, is everybody 0 for 2? Yeah, everybody's 0 for 2 and a couple guys 0 for 3. Uh, but I don't know if anybody's reached base on an error. That's my point. I get it. I do not believe there has been an error, so it's a perfect game through seven. There have been no errors for Drew Smiley. It is a perfect game through seven. Now no I got to. Thir- I I can't. Th- this makes me sick to my no stomach. No hit batters. What I'm about to do makes me sick to my stomach. Well, you have to watch, don't you? A perfect. But it game. makes me sick to my stomach. It's the Cubs, and uh, I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to turn my TV on here. And I'm going to find the Cubs game. I'm not going to watch the Cubs broadcast because that would be too much for me. Although that might be the only broadcast of it. No, there's the Dodgers broadcast. Uh, no sound. I'm just going to watch the ball game. Is that okay? Well, you got to also do a show if you don't mind. Well, what we don't want is for Drew. How many pitches for Drew Smiley? I'll be able to tell you here in one second. Uh, he's thrown 93 pitches. Uh-oh. Now, how, that, do you, how do you throw 93 pitches in seven innings of a perfect game? He must have had a lot of deep counts. Uh, people foul pitches off. Yeah, you go to deep counts. He has struck out nine, so that's, uh, that's a lot a, of pitches. That's a lot of pitches. Uh, you got, But you can't take him out. You wouldn't think. It's Drew Smiley. It's not like this guy's got a 10-year career left. Well, he's been a decent pitcher. He's good. And he's, right now, everything the Cubs are doing looks good, and everything the Cardinals are doing looks questionable. Well, the Cubs are and hitting I don't like it. the daylights out of the ball. I, I frankly don't like it. Especially the top half of their order. It's uh, They're pretty hard to get out. 
uh, and they had some inflated stats because they got to play Oakland and just drubbed them. Uh, and now, but now they're drubbing the Dodgers, who a lot of people should have questions about. Well, they're drubbing the Dodgers and arguably the best pitcher in the National League, in Urias. He's pretty good. Who went into this game today with a glistening ERA? No, not anymore. He's given up five. He gave up five runs in three and a third, and his ERA jumped to three point three three. It was below two going into the game. Well, sometimes you have those outings. And Julio Urias will probably be fine. You didn't argue when I said arguably the um, best pitcher. I wouldn't the argue for it. Wouldn't argue against it either. Mm, not right now. I still right. think Corbin Burns is probably that guy. No, Corbin Burns is, has uh, has been not quite Corbin's Burns like uh, the last year and a half. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. He's but he's not this guy. And uh, we have yet to see what Justin Verlander will do in the National League because he's been right. He's hurt, injured, and uh, right. That's my point. Who won the Cy Young? Well, Alcantara, but he had a bad start. He's having a tough start to his season. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's my point. My I, I stand by my point. Well, again, I appreciate your point, but I'm a guy who likes to talk those things out. Last year, uh, here's what Urias has done since 2021. Uh, 20 and 3 in 2021 with a 2.96 ERA. Last year, 17 and 7 with a 2.16. This year, 3 and 1 going into today's start in which the Cubs beat him around. 3 and 1 with a 1.90. So he's 40 and 11 going into the start today in the last three seasons. Well, yeah, that. Obviously, he's pitched extremely well. My point being... But 40 and 11 is because he pitches for the Dodgers. And because he pitches very well. Yes. And my point was that he's arguably the best pitcher in the National okay. League at this stage. Okay, I'll listen to your argument. At this stage of his life. Just don't give me win-loss record. You can give me everything else, and I'll, and I'll certainly listen to that. As much fun as it is to say he won 20 games and 40 wins over the past three years. It's all 40 fun. 40 and 11. It's all good. Winning games still matters. But the last I checked, the teams that get to the postseason are the ones that right, have but the most pitcher, wins. Pitcher wins aren't the aren't the uh, way. pitcher wins are still a good barometer. No, they're not. They're fun. They're a very good barometer of a pitcher's talent. No, they're not. Because that means he sticks around. He's he pitches deep into games. He gives your team a chance to win. That's what I want from a starting team. He might give a team a chance to win because they're... No, a team, not a team. No, a team, a chance to win because they're already winning. I don't know what a team is. You know, an offense can give a team a chance to win also. Can you say team? Can you say the word? I'm not going to anymore. And by the way, Lauren Hibbs should be out at Wichita State. Oh, that's what you're saying. (laughs) Is that really what you believe? (laughs) I don't know. I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy who is just throws caution to the wind. And I would be if you weren't staring a dagger in me right Go now. Go ahead, say it. I don't want to. What do you mean throws caution to the wind? Just doesn't care, throws out anything. Throw, will Why say do you anything. want to be that guy? Because I don't want to be, like, safe. I don't want to be like, oh, well, uh, Urias, look at his 20-3 and three record. I mean, it's all, it's all great. But I got to be... I gotta be something different. But that's not that's not being out there. That's not that's just 
you you want to be different at the risk of harming your own credibility. That's fine. Yeah. You don't care about credibility. Mm. You just want to get on this show and have nobody believe that you have. Credibility. I do have. I do say. I do give honest takes. But I don't want to also pull back when I have a controversial take. So, would you do you think Lauren Hibbs should be the coach at Wichita State next year? Do you think he's done enough to retain this job? Yeah. To probably. which I said yesterday, yes, I believe he has, and I hope that's the decision that's made. I think there's things to build on. I'm more encouraged by where Shocker baseball is now than I have been in several years. Yeah, we we had some encouragement uh, at the start of the COVID year when Wichita State was like eleven and one or whatever it was. That was encouraging, but they didn't sustain that uh, rate of success, and now they are getting not better. at all. And one thing Lauren brings you, besides being a really good baseball guy, he brings you stability. I and, agree, and you feel good about it. You feel you feel like the Shockers are in good hands. That's what that's what you feel. That's what I feel. Drew they, Smiley going to work in the bottom uh, top of the eighth inning uh, with a perfect game. Six Face, outs to go. Facing the Dodgers. When's the last time somebody pitched a perfect game against the Dodgers, Jeff? Yeah. Can't believe you don't have that information. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Oh, no. You're not going to believe how this perfect game ended. An error? No. You don't want to watch this. If you're a fan of uh, life and humanity... You don't want to see how this perfect game ended. Well, what happened? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, i got to turn around. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, that's a shame. Was it a pitch clock and walk? it had to be a former guardian, Jan Gomes, trying to do something he shouldn't have done. And, you know, the guardians just need to stay out of the way, literally. Well, what happened? <laughs> You'll see soon enough. Well, it couldn't have been a catcher giving up a perfect game. This is an awful play by Jan Gomes. There was no chance of getting that run. No, there was if Smiley Not even feels a the little ball. bit of a chance. If Smiley, he has to, he has to turn. He's got because he's so left it's hand. a nubber in front of the plate. That's down a hit. the third base line. Of course, it's a hit. Uh, who's but running it for been the Dodgers? Hit. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. If Smiley makes that play. He twirls and throws a strike to first, and that base runner, my that friend, is out by a step. That was uh, David Peralta, who's known David for Peralta's a hundred years old. His speed can't run a lick, and Smiley would have had him. So the ball nubbed down the third baseline. Both the catcher Gomes and the pitcher Smiley attempt to make the play, and Gomes, the former guardian that he is. But he makes uh, the play. Falls he all just, over Smiley. He makes the play. His momentum's going forward. Falls all over Smiley. Smiley has no chance to throw to make that play. Not even they didn't even show the runner. That's how obvious it was. Terrible play by Jan Gomes. No, it wasn't. Makes me angry. Jan Gomes is trying to preserve a perfecto for his pitcher. Where's Terry Nooner? David Peralta, former wingnut, breaks up the no hitter. Former Cardinal pitcher. Yeah, uh, minor leagues. Who has stolen 33 bases in his career, which indicates his Well, because he's always speed. hitting doubles. Lack of speed. Too bad. Yeah, sorry. Uh, hasn't stolen a base since 2000. Well, last year he had one. 
Too bad. Well, again, I'm not disappointed. We didn't hear from Terry Nooner. Uh, but, uh, hey, you do the best you can do on a radio show. Uh, you, you give it the old college try. And that's what I do each and every day. Darn right. And sometimes it happens for us. Sometimes it doesn't. We will get Terry Nooner on the show soon. I can promise you that. Next week. Look for it to happen. Can't wait. It's, Can't be this week. It's going to happen. I'm going to see a, a film with Mike Furches after the show. What, uh, what film are you seeing? Somewhere in Queens. And uh, why wasn't I uh, invited? Well, you're more than welcome well, I can. to I join Lee us. I can. I got 42, but what's Somewhere in Queens about? It's uh, Ray Romano. Uh, it's uh, Lori Metcalf. And they are parents of a high school uh, basketball player who has a chance to uh, go to college to play. But he break, his girlfriend breaks up with him, and he, and he spirals. It's just a human story. It's about a you know Italian American oh, into... neighborhood. It's uh, it's just a it's just a real story. You led a... me. Is the kid ever spread eagle on a bed? Maybe uh, I can't answer that. You know, for sure. if I ever wrote a movie. About that, with that uh, subject matter, about a breakup and a kid, uh, there's going to be a spread eagle scene. Well, I'm just confused about how Ray Romano and Lori Metcalf play the parents of a high schooler. But do you understand what my point was? No, not really. <laughs> the spread eagle. I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know about. if people know the story of the spread eagle. I wasn't. I I don't feel like I want to tell it every time we talk about it. Well, we're not talking about well, it. Well, we kind of we kind of went down that road. But I uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie because, as you know, I'm a story, dialogue, real scenario movie type of person, and this appears to be all of those things. Uh, you know, it's it it ought to be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to to hearing what you think about it. I'll be very disappointed if I don't love it. And anyway, the Spread Eagle story relates no, back really. to uh, December 31st, 1999. Uh, Jeff and I are in Los Angeles to see the Eagles at the Staples Center. A big night. Big, big night. Also one Jackson we, Brown and One we've been Ross looking said. forward to for months. And uh, Jeff was living with his mother that year in Columbus, Ohio, and came back to uh, fly with me to Los Angeles. And apparently he had... Uh, was on the outs with a girl in Columbus, and uh, it wasn't going very well. And, and so we had to deal with that drama on the biggest night of my life. And uh, The biggest night of your life? Oh, yeah. Good and, Lord. And Jeff uh, didn't handle that breakup very well, and the emotions uh, lent him to uh, falling on the bed in a spread eagle form. Oh, yeah, which didn't happen, but, hey, if you want to continue to – uh, besmirch my name and slander me, then that's, of course, well, your choice. I don't think it choice. is slander. It's absolute slander. I had to deal slander. with your wide array of emotions. I was emotional. Very emotional. You know, break up when you get back. Don't don't use my time. Well, I wasn't planning on being broken up. Well, I mean, I, with, let me talk to the girl. And we didn't break up at that stage. Let me talk to the girl. Mm, that's well. That's and, what Ray and, Romano does in this movie, and it doesn't go. And well. you know what I would I would have told her, if you're gonna break up with my kid, do it when he gets back. Let us enjoy this moment 
in California to see the Eagles. Yeah, well, I, that's a good point. At the Millennial concert. I don't need a, ki- a kid uh, breaking down emotionally here. I want to look at, I want I want to have a good time at the show tonight. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and we did. Not, did we? Were yeah. you okay by then? Yeah, we had made up, but who really cares? You knew that. Did you know at that time that wasn't going anywhere? No, I thought it was going. Or did you think it was going? I thought somewhere. it was going everywhere. You thought it was going everywhere. Yeah, that's. A, I'm an idealist. I guess when you're that age, you do. But that you. But deep down, don't you know? No, I thought first love, only love. I thought that's how my life was going to go. That was your first love. Yeah. What was that chick's name? Brooke. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're over her now, I hope. I have no idea what she's doing. Right. No, you don't you have no clue. I think she's a teacher. Uh, the, the first girl I kind of had a relationship with uh, broke my heart. And years and years later, within the last 10 years probably, maybe slightly longer, uh, maybe more like 15, but fairly recently, I guess, when you're 68, uh, she reached out to me on Facebook or somewhere uh, to tell me what a big mistake she had made. What? Yes. Yes. Oh, this is much better than whatever Sandy's going to say, Max. <laughs> I don't care. Sandy, Andy, Bandy. I don't care what their name is, but let's go to the phones, the uh, IHOP hotline. Is it Andy? Uh, it uh, is Andy. Andy. I'm telling one of the classic stories of my life, so you got to be good. Two never before heard stories. Well, it is Cardinals related, and I know you don't have a lot of time. But any chance the Cardinals go after Madison Bumgarner? No, <laughs> my on, God, man. we got enough problems. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Where do you think he lands? I think Madison might be might be done. Texas. I think the best thing he could hope for is to get a minor league contract. Uh, or or a minor league deal, he's going to get paid the thirty four million, and go pitch in the minor leagues for a while. And if he's willing to do that, maybe. But he's not going back to a big league staff uh, right now. At least not a big league staff that wants to contend. And I feel like he aged out quicker than most pitchers. He's only thirty three, if I'm correct. Is that right? Yeah, well, he, he lost basically everything he had. He's, his stuff isn't there anymore, and he and he refuses to make adjustments. So that's what happens. Sure. Well, fair enough. You guys have a great weekend, and sorry I uh, ruined your story there, Bob. That's okay, Andy. We'll get back to it. Never. I mean, what a good story I had. Uh, he, I didn't uh, even give the uh, what I told her. What'd you tell her? I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for people Monday. Well, you'll forget. Tune into right. the show. Somebody remind me. I'll probably forget. Write it down. Uh, what do you think I told her? I said, it, 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 See you at the movies. Essentially, See. get lost. <laughs> we'll be, no, you did We'll be back. <laughs>